Good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of Small Business Big Leadership with myself, Adetha Beer, and my guest, Christo Pretorius. Today, we are going to talk about leadership capacity. Oh my goodness, what a word. There is just so much in there. First, the question is, what is leadership capacity? Christo, what are we talking about? G'day, Ded. Once again, thank you for having me on your podcast. Really appreciate it. Yeah, leadership capacity. Um, I, I believe it's really the, you know, the ability or the, the size of your potential when it comes to, to leadership. Every person on this planet looks different. We've got different characteristics. We've got different um, heights, weight, the way we look. And we all have different capacities. You know, to be a leader, that natural ability or that natural inclination towards taking charge and, you know, helping people grow into the person that they can become. So, yeah, that's what Absolutely. capacity really, really means. You know, it's that um, the amount of substance that you carry as a leader. So I, I love this because it, it speaks about two things. It speaks about the fact that there is something that you already have that you can pour out. But it also speaks about the fact that you could potentially increase your capacity. There can be more than what there is at the moment. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. There is definitely more, you know. Um, everybody has, a, has an amount of, of pouring into people, but you can definitely increase that. You know, every, every person upon this planet has a leadership capacity. And absolutely, you know, there are certain things that, that you can do, that you can use, that you can work on to increase that capacity and become a, a greater leader or a better leader or a more influential leader, a more impactful leader, you know, whatever area you want to increase in. So absolutely. So I think, I think the first place that um, leaders need to start with, if they haven't done so already, is obviously understand what their current capacity is. As, as a leader, we need to become self-aware and we need to increase our awareness of ourselves, not, um, not in the sense of being self-absorbed, but being aware of our impact on us, we have on the people around us and the way that we respond as opposed to react. So what are some of the things you suggest um, leaders can do to increase their awareness or to understand where they are at the moment because there's no point in saying i want to grow my capacity if i don't know what my current capacity is yeah um introspection and probably you know self-awareness i think those are those are important things you know the question then is like how do you become self-aware <laughs> but yeah i think those two things are important you know i like to ask questions and so i think questions holds the answer you know, to, to what we need. And so, first of all, I would start by asking a couple of questions, you know, to myself or even, you know, let my let the people that I'm leading, you know, answer some of these questions. I've got a couple of them and maybe we can go through some of them and we can just elaborate on them. If you want to write them down and, you know, let your team ask them or ask your, your, your people around you, that will really help. You know, I think, first of all, are you capable of taking initiative you know, and leading projects or leading people. Do you have that natural inclination of, mm. of leading people and, and taking initiative? You know, many times we expect the people around us to just know certain things. But as a leader, if we don't have those type of characteristics, you know, it's not really going to duplicate or even 
um, you know, be imported down into the people that we are leading and that we are working with. So are you capable of taking initiative, you know, and leading the people? I like what uh, Simon Sinek says about leadership. He says leadership is not about being in charge, but it's about taking care of those within your charge. So do you have this ability to lead? Because that's what leadership really is in leading people is, is, is you are taking responsibility for those people that are around you. And if you don't have that natural inclination towards that, that's something that you got to work on, you know. Yeah. Um, I think to be a great leader and, you know, the question would probably also be like, what is a leader? I mean, everybody has a definition of that. But in my aspect, I'm I'm a really... Uh, like really focus on being servant leader, you know, lead by example. And so mm -hmm. I think if we ask this question, you know, do we have that capacity? Do, are we capable of taking initiative and leading, you know, certain projects um, and leading the people? That's a very good place, very good place to start. Um, so what, what happens if you, if you ask yourself that question? Because that's question number one. But ha what happens if I go, well, I'm unsure. I don't know if I'm capable. I mean, I may, I may absolutely love taking charge because I'm just bossy, but does that mean I'm capable? Because those, those are not the same things. Well, yeah, I suppose you need to, um, you need to determine that then. Um, what, I, what I tend to do is I look at it from a practical perspective. And so, you know, I would just look at my day or look at my week and um, do some self-reflection and see some of the problems, some of the situations that arose, you know, did I take the lead, did I take the initiative in doing that, you know. Mm. Um, and it comes down to, you know, speaking about being bossy, you know, or, or taking, having the capacity to lead or being capable, you got to speak to the people around you. You know, if those people, you know, see you as bossy, then fair enough, you know, then maybe that's not, you don't have the, capa the, the capability to take initiative, you just you just the boss. You just want to tell people what you do, and I think there's a big difference between telling people what you do and actually leading people. You know, can you go first? Absolutely. So once again, it goes hand in hand with yourself asking those questions, but also the people around you. You know, getting some feedback from from those people. Mm. I see it many times. Um, even this week, I was speaking to some some leaders, and I just gave them some examples where. You know, it's easy when people tell you what to do, but they've never been there themselves. And when people do that, Odette, when people tell other people what to do without them having done it themselves, what happens is mm. they set unrealistic expectations. Mm. Because you yourself don't know what it takes to fulfill that task, yet you want yeah. it done. And mm. so it creates unrealistic expectations. And so if mm. you speak to your team, and you find out or you realize that, you know, people feel that you're very hard on them. People feel like, you know, they can never please you. The things that you expect of them are unattainable. Then it's possible that you're bossy. It's possible that you mm. simply um, tell people what you do and you're not leading them in that aspect. So I hope that answers your question. Yes, that's awesome. Thank you. I think something we also need to consider is, uh, part of understanding our capacity is exactly what you just said, but I, I, I want to drive the point home. It's about being curious. It's, you don't have to have a list of questions while this list of questions is probably going to hit the, the, the nail straight on the head, but be curious about your environment. Be curious about how things happen at home. Be curious about your team. I was, I was listening to someone and they said, 
actually, you know what, what really matters is going to your leader, your, your team or your spouse and saying, what would make this work for you? Or what would make this the best day ever? And not assume that you know. Because I think quite often we, as leaders, as human beings, we think we are supposed to have the answer. The truth is, leaders are not leaders because they have the answers. Leaders are leaders because they're willing to take people on a journey which sometimes requires courage. That's yeah. what makes you a leader. It's, it's saying, well, I don't have the answer, but I'm willing to take this step of faith and I'm willing to walk this road of courage and figure it out as we go. It's not about having the answer. So in terms of, cre of, of understanding your leadership capacity and growing it, it's really about becoming curious about who you are, how you respond. And I want to encourage you, if you feel like I don't have capacity or I don't have the capability, that's okay. It's an awareness that you've created. Yeah. And if this is something that you want, you can build it. Definitely. Um, I like what you said there. Um, you, you know, you're, you're charting a course, you know, you're taking that step of faith to lead people towards a certain, you know, destination. John Maxwell says something interesting. He says, if you, um, if you think you're leading, but nobody is following, you're simply taking a walk. Um, yes. So here's a good thing for you to, you know, once again, trying to drive this point home of, you know, am I just being bossy? Is, you know, ask your, your people, ask the people that, are, that you are leading, or try and find ways to ask this question, maybe without them knowing, is what projects or what aspects would they do voluntary for you without mm. you without them having to do it because you're the boss or you're the leader? Would those people mm. follow you if you don't pay them? Would those people yes. follow you if there's nothing in it for, for them? You know, do they believe in you as the person mm. in the front? You know, I think that's a, a good mm. way to to determine that as well you know but it's it's it's, it's so true what you're saying you know it's that you got to be curious you know you got to be willing to mm. to be vulnerable you know if you mm. ask these questions you have to be vulnerable you know um, self-reflection <laughs> you know self-discovery you got to be vulnerable you got to allow yourself to be vulnerable and you got to be willing to take the the negative criticism that might come you know when yeah. people tell you oh, but i don't think you you're, you're leading. I think you're just telling us what mm. to do. I think you're just being a dictator or you're just being mm. bossy. It takes a lot of uh, maturity to be able to be vulnerable. Um, yes, And I believe being vulnerable, you buy so much credit. You buy so much trust yes. with people. You know? um, it's something that uh, many years ago, I was doing a leadership session with a group of people. And I asked them, what, what is a leader? What do you think is the characteristics of a leader? And one of the people said, it's the person that knows all the answers. And I was like, that's absolutely, that's a myth. <laughs> because the leader, <laughs> Then that's exactly, not me. It, then I'm not a leader, exactly. Um, you don't have all the answers. You know, it's a, it's a myth. You know, you don't have to have all the answers to lead. Mm. Um, yeah. I think John Maxwell said something like this during COVID. He says, it's fine for leaders um, to be uncertain, we just, or, you know, we, it's fine for leaders to be uncertain. We just can't be unclear. Yes. And so, you know, it's fine when we say, listen, I don't know. Like, I don't know how this thing's going to work out, but yes. this is what we're going to do. Yes. Um, a leader is definitely not somebody that has all the answers and, and, and knows what to do every time. You know, we, we're all growing, we're all working towards that. 
I love that. That's a hundred percent true. So one of the other questions that you've got um, to share with, with our listeners is, do you feel comfortable delegating tasks to others? Now, that's an interesting one because entrepreneurs and small business owners love to own everything. So tell Absolutely. us a little bit about that question. How do we as entrepreneurs and business owners bridge that gap? Yeah, definitely. I think there's a, there's, there's maybe a double-edged sword there, you know, it's, it's about the fact that yes, you want to be in control. Um, as, as an entrepreneur, you want to, take charge of everything you know there's that saying maybe we should not even say it's a saying but if you want something done do it yourself you know um <laughs> i suppose <laughs> in certain areas you just got to do it you know i suppose that's the maybe this is where it comes in is that when you start as an entrepreneur you are there on your own there's nobody else so you have to do everything yes. which yes. is great it needs to come that transition then where mm. you start into trusting people, start stepping into delegating, start stepping into getting people that are better than you at certain things mm. and allowing them to, to do that and to flourish. So mm. I think it, it's probably that natural, you know, I have to take charge. It's my responsibility. I need to build this. Um, and so that's something that we've got to work on as we grow and develop as a, as a leader, as an entrepreneur and start trusting people. But you know, I think you just raised a really good point. Sorry, you've just raised a really good point. A couple of minutes earlier, you said that it's okay for you to be uncertain, it's not okay for you to be unclear. And I think the reason it's so hard to delegate is because most often business owners are unclear. I read a quote by someone who I admire greatly, and they said, Business coaches. Don't worry that AI will take over your job because that requires for business owners to be clear and know what they want. And <laughs> it's a hundred percent true, but that also speaks to our leadership capacity. If we do not possess the ability to clearly articulate anything, we can't yep. delegate and we can't lead. Yeah, that is true. That is so true. I like what you said there, you know, because if there's not clarity, um, you know, let, let's speak about a vision. Is there not clarity? What, what's vision? Vision is simply to have the ability to see something, you know, that others don't see. You see further and better than others, you know. And so exactly if you if you want to ask people to do something without clarity, they're not going to do They don't know how to do it. Or they're going to do it their way. And you're not yeah. going to be happy with, with the result, you know. And that's not what I expected. Um, yeah. <laughs> expectation. Well, what you expected was unclear. <laughs> Expectation plus reality equals conflict. If you're not clear on your expectation, yes. the reality is that you're not going to be happy with that, you know. Yes. So, um, so true, you know, and yeah, it comes down to trust, you know, it comes down to know your team, it's come down to know your mm -hmm. people. Once again, I truly like, I'm, I'm just fascinated by the importance of spending time with the people around you, getting to know those people, understand their strengths, understand their weaknesses, understand mm -hmm. how they do things understand the way they okay. see things. You know? It is so important because um, that's going to determine how how quickly you can adapt, how quickly you can make decisions, um, mm -hmm. how quickly your team is going to respond in certain situations. If you know you can back this person next to you. You know, mm -hmm. when we look at sport, I'm a big fan of sport. You know, I used to play rugby and cricket, you know, um, 
at school. And if you look at, especially rugby, and even like you look at the World Cup winning teams over the years, probably in every final or one of the majority or one of the, the, the major moments within a game, somebody would pass the ball to the person next to them without even looking. They just know that person is there because they have practiced that certain move for so many yeah. times. There's this awareness that I know my team is around me and where they're at. And because mm. of that, they can move with speed. They can move with certainty. Mm. So it's, it's, it's really important to create that clarity and to make it's your responsibility to make certain that people know exactly what, what we are doing. Delegating for me, Odette, and, I, and this, is, this is the reason why I put this in, is because I've seen it so many times where people misunderstand the difference between delegating and dumping authority or dumping responsibility. It is mm. my responsibility to do something, but I don't like it, so I'm going to just give it to somebody else, and I think it's delegating. You know, delegating mm. a doesn't mean that you're no longer responsible um, make sure that the outcome still, still takes place. As a matter of fact, I think it's it's necessary that you still follow it through and still make sure yeah. that the people that you are delegating it to are able, they are capable in in doing that. You know, so um, so delegating is is very very important within an organization because you can't do everything yourself, like you said earlier. But if you're just going to dump responsibility on people that are incapable of yeah. doing that or unsure in doing that or don't have the resources to do that. You know yeah. th those tasks maybe are not gonna gonna get uh, gonna get done, and it speaks to your leadership. I I truly yeah. believe that it speaks to your leadership. Absolutely, it it speaks to your your ability to be clear, but also I think a lot of it comes down to empathy. If we have empathy for <laughs> the people that we work with, then we connect with them, and only when we connect with them and we understand them can we say, well, it's important for me that you understand what I need from this thing because collectively we win. But if I don't yeah. care about you, I'm going to dump. And I know, I know there are people saying, oh, that's not true. And Odette, you're being so harsh. I know I say very harsh things, <laughs> but that's honestly the way that I view the world. When we care about somebody, we will go out of our way to train them, to uplift them, to understand what they care about, whether it's a customer, where it's a, whether it's a client, whether it's a, an employee, whether it's your spouse. You're not just yeah. going to throw things at them. You're going to take the time to teach them. If, if I think about children, we don't just tell our kids, you go make a bed. We teach them. This is how we make our bed. This is how we do it. You have to do that. Oh, that's tricky. Let me help you. This is how we do it. And the same is true for our employees. I'm not suggesting that we treat our teams like kids, but no. the same care that you would take when you're training your child to do something should be taken when we're training our teams to do something because the end result produces profit for the business, which yep. helps you, which helps your employee. So collectively, we need to care about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like what you say, empathy. You know, it's, it's so important. And it's not being, like you said, treating them as children, but it's also not, you know, being soft on, on the people, you know, and, mm -hmm. you know, the environment that I now need to create is I've got to consider them, you know, and I consider, you know, 13 aspects before I just ask somebody to do something. That's not, I don't think that's what we're saying at all. Or I know that's not what we're saying at all. You know, we're speaking about your capacity as a leader and growing as a leader. You've got to consider mm -hmm. these. You just got to at least look at some of these questions and ask yourself, 
Am I delegating or am I dumping? You know, am I taking initiative and leading projects or am I just, you know, bossing people around? Whether or not you change and whether or not you, you know, grow in these aspects, it's up to you. But it's simply to consider those things, you know, and it's like, you know, empathy. It's just like putting yourself in somebody else's shoe. Just see it the way that they see it, you know. Mm. And I've said before, I'm going to say it again, you know, um, Walt Disney, when he built when he built Disney World, he went on his knees. He went on, his, he was crouching, looking at, you know, how the windows needs to look in, in Disney World because it was from a kid's perspective, not from an adult's perspective. It yeah. wasn't about what he wanted. It's all about the people that are coming, the people that I'm building this for. Will it mm. become for them? And once again, you know, as an entrepreneur, yes, you start out, I'm building this thing. And as it grows and develops, you know, now you got to bring people on board. you got to sell this yeah. to people. And, you know, you built this company for people to, to be a part of that. You have to consider it to, to yeah. a certain degree. You know, what are we building? Yeah. Us, Google's so successful. And I'm not saying everybody should have the Google, you know, methodology. But, you know the way that they've created their workspace is is, is so employer-centric. And we mm. see it works, you know, and we don't have to go to that extreme. But I do think that, or I know that asking that question at least is vitally important and showing empathy and compassion, you know, understanding yeah. the people that you are leading. Yes. Success leaves clues. And the, the honest to goodness mm. truth is if you if you want to achieve something spectacular go to the person that's already done it see what they've done you don't have to copy them but there are principles yep. exactly like you said there are principles that they've employed and your job is to find the principle that you need to employ in the way that yep. works in your business with your values with your personality the dna of your brand so that your brand can succeed so tell us about the rest of the questions i mean we had a whole introspection um list for leaders tell us some more about that list yeah, probably, I want to go down to number six. Um, do you communicate effectively, you know, both verbally and in written form? I think we maybe mm. touched on a little bit when you spoke about, you know, that clarity. You know, communication is, is important as a leader. Um, mm. you, need to, you need to make sure that you, the way that you communicate, when I say verbally and, you know, in, in written form, you know, it, it's it's finding out the people that you're around, you know, what, how do they perceive or how do I receive communication? How do I receive instruction? How do you mm. give information over to them? You know, it's, it's really very focused on the people that you are leading because at the end of the day, you don't want to do things over. It's going to cost you more if we have to redo okay. things. And so we want to communicate it effectively, you know, to the people. Um, communicating, we've said it many times, is, is not just about speaking, but it's about listening. It's about understanding the people, you know, that you are around with. And so... Um, look at it this way. There are certain people that you can send them a, a text message or an email and they understand it. Other people, mm. you got to speak to them. You know, I've many times, you know, typed out an email and then I'm like, no, please send the voice back because I can just articulate myself better um, this way. I'm sure if they're going to read my mail, they're not going to do what I'm expecting them to do. Like, it's just it, like personally for yeah. me, I'm not, I'm not a big, I'm not strong on um, on written you know form of communication you know it, it doesn't really make sense all the time so mm. it, it's much better for me to speak to people um, or send them a like I said a voice note but yeah do you communicate effectively mm. um, do you believe communication is important 
as a leader, Odette? I do. So I actually have a thought on that. And I've, I mean, obviously I have a thought. I have a thought on everything. But in, in particular, when it comes to communication, there's, there is the need to be clear and to be effective. But I also think it's important that we pay attention to how we say it. Mm. I have recently witnessed what I think is probably the biggest disaster I have seen in a corporate space for a very, very long time. These things you cannot make up. So the very large organization had brought in an expert consultant. This expert consultant was not given parameters within which to operate. And the consultant went in like a wrecking ball. I, I hear Miley Cyrus's song playing in my <laughs> mind when I think about this person because this person left awake wherever they went. Now, they said the right stuff. The emails were written so well. It was written by a Harvard expert. But the way that people felt when they left was a disaster to the extent that they cut this person's um, contract short. However, and this speaks so clearly to leadership, the leadership did not articulate and was not courageous enough to say, look, this is not a culture fit because we do things in a certain mm -hmm. way. We take people on the journey. Instead, the leadership told the contractor, we just can't afford you anymore. Shame. Now, that by, by every standard is the worst thing they could have done. Because no. now this person is posting all over LinkedIn about how fantastic they are. And what a phenomenal time they had. And what a great person they are. And how this organization just loved them, but they couldn't afford them anymore. And oh. everyone else is watching from the outside, laughing at this person and going, oh, no, no, you misunderstood. We, we asked you to leave because we didn't want you to leave. Now, what does that have to do with communication? We have to be brave enough. And you've said it a little bit earlier on. We have to be brave enough to call out the things that need to be addressed. We cannot, as leaders, allow people to go on a journey, to go on a road and think a certain thing and not give them open feedback. There is a way in which you can communicate open feedback without that person thinking that you've destroyed them. It is the way in which we say it. And then once we communicate, and that's why you prefer doing voice notes, because you care about how people read it. You care about how they receive it. And yeah. when, they, when they hear the voice note, they go, oh, 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 okay. Whereas potentially they would read it and go, oh, I'm in trouble. That's not the case. That was never the case, but because of the way it was conveyed, they feel a certain way. Yeah. So when it comes to communication, it's not just what we say. It's not just putting a, a sentence together that sounds good. Yeah. It's thinking about how people feel as a result of that. And the same, by the way, is true for our customers. We yeah. have to think about how our customers feel when they read our communication, when they read the email, when they read our ad. How does that make them feel? Because it's the feeling that we connect mm. with that determines whether or not I stay and help you, that I work with you, or that I buy from you. So true. So true. Uh, you know, the, <laughs> there's so many things running through my, through my mind right now. Just, yeah, that's just shocking. <laughs> that's really, really terrible. Um, you know, Disney University got this thing, you know, they've got on stage, off stage. Um, yes. And they speak about, you know, good show, bad show. That's definitely a bad show, terrible show. <laughs> uh, 
I normally ask, I normally ask leaders and, pe and people this question, you know, what are you building? What are you building? Because mm -hmm. everything that you do is, is building. Um, everything that you do is creating yes. some form of, of a culture, some form of a behavior. And mm -hmm. exactly to your point, you know, they have communicated, you know, to the industry, um, a terrible, terrible um, yeah, stance on leadership, you know, because yeah. that person is going to continue thinking that a good job yes. and he's going to treat everybody else like that. And maybe even worse, because now he's thinking my directness and the way that I did it was great. So I got to do more of that. Yeah. Um, you know, we both know Dr. Nikki van and he says, he says something very, very powerful. He says, don't remove my spirit from my words. Oof. In relaying the, the message that I've given you, and I mean, he's a, he's a, a pastor of, of, of a very large church in South Africa. So he's got leaders and, and people underneath him and pastors. And he always says to, to us, he says, don't remove my spirit from my words. What does that so mean? Powerful. It simply means that it's the way that I say something. It's mm. the way that you're going to relay this message. You know, it's like, mm. you know, it ask me, you know, to 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 lead this, you know, session today because she's, you know, on leave. Um, the way that I relay that message can either, you know, keep your spirit or keep the attitude or remove it. You know what yes. I did? You know, she asked me to lead the session today, you know, because she's on leave again. A lot, a lot different, <laughs> a lot different than than the way it was intended, you know. Um, and so, you know, the way that we communicate as as leaders is important. You know, it's yeah. I tell you, it's um, it's almost like you know, more is said um, that is not said. You know, it's the way that it's being said. Hundred percent behind it. And so, sometimes yeah. we gotta be careful. You spoke earlier about raising kids, you know, and I think um, I thank God for for our son because I know he's going to teach me so much, and not just teach me so much, <laughs> but I'm going to realize all the things I'm doing wrong. <laughs> because if he starts doing that behavior, I'm going to realize like, hmm, I wonder yeah. where he learned that. There's only one yeah. person or two people that probably learned it. So you know, the way Absolutely. that we um, as leaders, you know, is is really really. Um, it's vitally important, you know. Yeah. I think I just want to maybe just add this is that once again, I want to be clear as we we simply speaking about, you know, how do I develop my capacity as a leader? If yeah. you're if you're a leader that, you know, you communicate verbally, for instance, and you're very direct, you know, and you you're not very focused on emotional intelligence. And, you know, that's just the type of person that you are. Great. I'm not saying that you need to change. Um, you know, everybody is different, you know, mm. so it's not like you gotta, you gotta totally change who you are. No, be who you are. Just be considerate that there are things mm. that you can do to increase your capacity, um, to lead people. I mean, yeah. you know, Elon Musk, if you look at him, he's not, he's, he's a very, you know, strong leader and, you know, high expectations. He would do terribly if he tries and be like a John Maxwell, where, you know, everybody yeah. is my friend. You know, yeah. um, whatever works for you, that's great. It's just to sharpen. Um, it's just yeah. to work um, on those aspects, you know, our blind spots. 
Um, I hope it makes sense. I hope it's clear, you know, defining your capacity and knowing who you are as a leader. Um, mm. You know, use these questions to, um, to sharpen more than change yes. everything about you. So if you've missed the first part of this show or you're taking notes, here are the key takeaways. Be curious. Be curious yep. about who you are and how you impact people. Ask lots of questions because people will tell you if you ask them sincerely and then be okay with the feedback that you receive. Because it is feedback, we get to choose whether or not we take it on board. And I think what you just said is it's, it, we don't have to change who we are. I think it's important that we understand how we impact people differently. I am very direct. I know that. I know there are some people who can handle me being direct. Equally, there are people who can handle less of my directness. Therefore, I change my approach. I don't change who I am. I still tell you these are the things that need to happen. But I do it in a different way so that the message that you receive is received in the way in which I want it to be received. So exactly what Dr. Nikki says, don't remove my spirit from the words. I may change the words slightly, but the, the, the words remain, the spirit remains the same. And I still want to convey that message, but I understand my impact on people enough so, so that I can adjust my approach and take everyone on the journey. Because how boring would it would be if we were all the same? No, thank Absolutely. you, sir. <laughs> Absolutely. So true. Eh? So Thank true. you so much, Christo, for joining us today. It was lovely chatting with you about leadership capacity. If you enjoyed this, remember to like and subscribe. We will see you on the next show. Take care. Thank you, Adit. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.